Hello and welcome to Halo's Heaven Radio. This week I am joined by Rahul Seti. Hello and welcome. And myself, Jessica <laughs> Deline. Unfortunately, uh, Jeffrey and Rick couldn't join us this week, so there. we will be bringing you all the best that we can do. Bring you for the angels. They were too. Week. They were too scared to come uh, come uh, share their opinions this week. The angels were too too bad, apparently. They were. It was a rough week. Uh, this will be our last weekly recap of the year, and oh, our no. last and our last next week preview of the year since next podcast we will go into some coverage of the entire season so look forward to that um, but let's get started on this week with our offense which was mostly non-existent except for a few people but let's start with the bad and then we'll, we'll talk about the good offense a whole lot of bad to go around right Rahul yep it was a pretty dismal week for the offense um, we saw guys like Matt Dias finally, you know, getting more of that look, and he did not play well. Neither did Brian Goodwin or Albert Pujols, who had a very good week prior, in weeks prior. Um, you know, it's it's hard to see that. Almost guys, most of the guys just playing lackluster. It's not exciting. Yep, there there certainly wasn't a whole lot to that. And even Brian Goodwin, I blame MLB.com because they did a breakout um, player from each team and they <laughs> featured Brian Goodwin. I'm not sure if that was at the start of the week or middle of the week, but I blame them for his 105 batting average and 10 strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, he struck out 44% of the time. That was it's, pretty bad. Almost comical. Uh, what else is not really good to see is how much Michael Hermosillo is striking out. <clears throat> yeah, no. 48%, that doesn't cut it. Um, he, overall, he's hitting pretty decently. He's got a running a 109 WRC plus on the week. That's but not bad. You're striking out half the time. That's, <laughs> you know, you're negating a, a lot of that value. Yeah, that's a problem. And I know he's still adjusting, but he did play some last year, too. Um, so hopefully we uh, start to see less strikeouts from him. Probably not this week, but next year. <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still youngish. You know, he's 24, 25, but he's starting to get to that age where you know you got to put up eventually. Speaking of putting up eventually, Caleb Cowart. Are we going to see him again next year? I hope so. On the mound, <laughs> we could <laughs> use him on the mound. <laughs> We could use anybody with an arm on the mound. Yeah. I don't know how his arm is coming along because I know um, the Mariners claimed him at one point. Um, and then I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe the Tigers claimed him as well. And then he eventually made his way back to the Angels. So I'm hoping that means that there's something in that arm of his that, um, you know, some team teams did want him for that. So right, hopefully, or, Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully they can slip him through the 40-man um, and do some maneuvering and still still keep him, and we'll see what happens. But in terms of hitting, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not hitting, or it's definitely not happening with his hitting. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Maybe we should just forget that uh, he ever tried this whole hitting thing, make him a pitcher, and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. All right, so a whole lot of bad to go around. There is maybe there's a few good people Cole Calhoun certainly had a great week 
Uh, he's really making a case for perhaps an extension um, or maybe not an extension, but picking up his option or, or a new contract. Um, he's had a pretty solid season. Yeah, I mean, on the week, he's had, in six games, he's had two home runs. He's had nine hits. And he's struck out a modest six times. Um, that'll certainly play. He's been very good. Um, I don't know if that makes it 30 home runs, but that's definitely his career high. You know, I think he's at at least 30, I believe. Yeah, I think he's at 33, actually. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I saw he's... I saw a stat that the Angels haven't had a whole lot of people with two two players with 35 more or more home runs, and obviously Trout has that, and Calhoun could get there. Yeah, possibly. Um, he's played incredibly well. I think my hunch is that the Angels will sign some, you know, one-year deal and keep him because he's expressed an interest in st- in being an Angel still. And we don't know if Joe Adele is going to be ready right away. And at the same time, obviously Justin Upton, we don't know what's going to happen with him in terms of is he going to stay in the outfield? Is he going to be a first baseman? Are they going to try to stick him at DH? You know, we don't really know that yet. So I think Cole Calhoun does stay an angel, ultimately. Interesting. Do you remember what his option was for? Wasn't it around fifteen million? It was for one year, fourteen million dollars, with a one million dollar buyout. So I, I don't see them paying fourteen million for him. Do you think they buy him out for a million and resign him for eight to ten? Yeah, definitely. I, that that would be reasonable to me, actually. I think so. I think that's what happens. So another sad thing about Calhoun this week, um, he had a great week. Not another sad thing, but one sad thing. Uh, shows you the state of the Angels over this past week. Calhoun had two home runs. He hit 360, but he only had three RBIs. And that, obviously two of those, maybe even three of them, I don't, I don't know if they were solo shots, but at least two of those were from home runs. Correct. Right? So he only had one RBI on the rest of his hits, yes. which is pretty dismal. Uh, in fact, nobody on the team had more than four RBIs this past week because they really didn't score a lot of runs. That's rough. Uh, it's pretty rough. Not a, not a great way to end the season. Uh, when is spring training? <laughs> is it February? <laughs> is, is it February yet? I'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. David Fletcher also had a great week and a great season so far. He's been really good. Um, I know he had a great game against, who is it, the Astros a few games ago. Um, he's just been taking the world by storm, you know. Um, he's, his development has been incredibly fun to watch, and he's going to be fun to watch play for a long time. I think it's amazing that I believe some people are still saying he's a utility player. I don't know why. He's proven over and over again that he's a everyday starter, I think. And a great leadoff hitter. Yeah, I mean, he can basically play whatever position you put him at at this point. You know, if he was asked to be a corner outfielder, I'm sure he could do that. He That's true. Slots yeah. in anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you could call him a utility player, but not a bench utility player. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. De- deserving of a starting spot. I think time and a t- time and time again, he's shown that. Yeah, he has. 
he didn't walk at all last week and hit 333. Interesting, no walks. But he had a home run, an amazing uh, glove flip that did not get enough airtime on the MLB Network or wherever. Um, I sure sure didn't see a whole lot about it, but yeah, he a great week. Yeah, that was a nifty little move. He he didn't even keep it in the glove. He just you know popped it in, popped it out, and just yeah. you know somehow it made it was high enough to uh, get to Simmons and for him to make the double play. So that was pretty yeah. cool. That was great. Yeah, it was all like one motion. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrelton Simmons had a pretty good week. Um, not maybe Kevin Smith is borderline good week. Not much else on the offense, right? Yeah, not much else. Um, Jared Walsh, I guess you could argue that's a good week offensively. Um, he had a 125 WRC plus on the week. He OPSed 817. Um, and he and he had, had a triple. He had a triple, yeah. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> yeah, a triple, three walks to five strikeouts, which is a decent ratio. Yeah, you'll take that from a guy with that much power. So, yeah, um, good week from Walsh. Hopefully, he can have another good week, and you know we'll see how that stacks up moving forward. You obviously have the Angels wanting to take a look at Walsh, but also wanting to take a look at Dice and their other first base options for the future as well. Right. All right. Let's talk about some pitchers before you look at the pitcher stats. Hopefully, you don't have them up yet. Not yet. <laughs> Can you guess which pitcher had a 714 batting average against? <laughs> Is it Luis Garcia? Uh, no. But his was 500, though, but he only faced four batters. <laughs> okay. Um, the person I'm thinking of faced eight, eight batters and gave up five hits. Okay, I didn't watch too much this week, so we'll see if I can slowly name every single reliever. Um, <laughs> is it... Is it Taylor Cole? <laughs> he hasn't been around that long. Uh, oh, ooh. Is it a lefty? Yes. <laughs> is it Miguel Del Pozo? It is. It sure is, yeah. He ooh. had a point two innings pitched. He faced eight batters, gave up five hits, including a double. He gave up six runs, three home runs, a walk. It was just really bad. That sounds like a mess. But his his FIP is um, not promising. It's sixty six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that is not promising. <laughs> his, his ERA was eighty one. <laughs> it just not good. There was actually a lot of not good pitching last week. Uh, Jaime Berea had a pretty rough week. Uh, his didn't look real good either. He also he faced 17 batters and gave up eight hits. That's just I mean he didn't walk anybody, but when you're throwing batting practice, he you know. he gave up four home runs. <laughs> yeah. In in less than three innings, he gave That's, up four home runs. It was rough for him. Looks like really uh, Justin Anderson got roughed up. He sure as, did. As did Jose Suarez, who the Angels. Continuous. Has, wait, hold on. Has Jose Suarez ever not been roughed up, really, this year? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but the the Angels continue to insist that uh, Jose Suarez has just had some minor pitch-tipping issues um, that they've gone on to fix, and since then, it's it's been the same story. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that he's young, and he can still mature, um, but that's 
he's been around almost a full season now. And you don't have those kind of numbers pitching a full season if you're going to be anything better than number five or six guy in the future. Yeah, I mean, he's effectively had 18 appearances and 14 official starts, though he's been he's had some openers come in for him. Yeah. So effectively, to me, I look at that as 18 starts, which is over half a season, you know, and for for an angel starter, that's basically a whole season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it really is. He's putting up an ERA of over seven, and he's giving up nearly three home runs per game, per every nine innings. And that's, that's not good at that's, all. No, that's not sustainable. And, um, he's, and he's pitching, he's probably pitched half his games at Angel Stadium, which is one of the most pitcher-friendly parks in the league. Right. So I don't know if we can expect Jose Suarez to be anything more than organizational depth at this point. Uh, yeah, that's sure what it looks like based on this year. I, I would mean, agree with that. It would take major overhauls for him to even be a rotation piece at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with him uh, next year and if he can improve at all in spring training. Not that you can put much weight on that, but maybe they can work on some stuff with him next year. Yeah, I mean, I know he is he is only 21 years old, but... When you have results that are an outlier like his, it it doesn't bode well in any case, regardless of age, you know, regardless of prospect status or whatnot. Yeah, there's been plenty of 21-year-old pitchers that have pitched much better than him. Even Jaime Barrio was 20 last year, and he had a much better season uh, than Suarez this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not, of course, he hasn't had that great of a season to follow up to last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maria and Suarez are about in the same boat this year, right? I think so. All right, any other good pitchers to, or bad pitchers to highlight? Um, looks like Andrew Heaney struggled in his start. He did. Uh, he pitched, looks like he pitched five innings. Somehow um, he got to five innings, yeah. And he gave up six runs. <laughs> Two of those coming... Uh, um, via or two home runs being given up, which is one of his Achilles heels. Yeah. Um, he did strike out eight, which is good, but you can't give up six earned runs in five innings. You just can't. I mean, it would be nice for the Angels to pick up some pitchers that don't give up a lot of home runs because that seems to be more the norm um, <laughs> than not, right? Yeah. It feels that way. I think it's just the archetype of who the Angels go after um, and who the Angels have in their system currently since they effectively aren't really going after any pitchers in free agency. Any good yeah. good pitchers in free agency. Not yet. We'll see what happens this coming off season. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. Hint, hints. <laughs> wink, we'll wink. We'll see what happens. Hint, hints. Your starter of the future, Tanner Roark. Yeah? Is that who it, you want? No, but it, it's who the <laughs> Angels are. It's who the, he's a good pitcher, but, you know, the Angels are going to try to try to sign him and be like, hey, he's our ace or something. Probably. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you can just good, see that, you know. Good thing we have Otani coming back to pitch about 80 or 90 innings the next year. 
Yeah, I'm sure that will make a difference in our season. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly will. But look at all these. We got Sandoval, Heaney, Suarez, Berea. I mean, we're we're stacked. Peters. This is a stacked pitching staff for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no sarcasm at all there. This is a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about some of the good pitchers, including some surprisingly good pitchers like Trevor Cahill. Yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> um, he hit 100 innings. He's the only Angels pitcher this year to reach 100 innings. That is incredibly depressing. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> so he faced 13 batters, only gave up two hits, no runs, uh, only one walk. No, uh, Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, I mean. I'll take that from Trevor Cahill. It was probably a fluke, but that's okay. We'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> and Luis Garcia, um, and who you mentioned earlier. Congratulations to Cahill, by the way. He, I won't say he deserves it, but congratulations <laughs> to him. <laughs> For that extra 250K. Yeah. <laughs> Take can, that to the bank. Can buy some very nice pitching machines with that 250K. He is a pitching machine. We're talking about <laughs> batting practice. Oh, yeah. You can <laughs> buy that, too. <laughs> you, you can just borrow Trevor Cahill. You don't need a pitching machine. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Luis Garcia didn't pitch a whole lot. We already kind of covered him. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave up two hits out of four batters, but he didn't allow any, well, earned runs. Uh, he did allow a run unearned. But, yeah, whatever. That's kind of meh. We'll take it. <laughs> uh, Robles continues to pitch strong. Uh, Robles hopefully we has can been see more of that next year. Incredible. I don't know what they did differently. I, I think I read an article today from Jeff Fletcher that Hansel Robles has really been encouraged by uh, the Angels. One of the Angels' um, pitching coaches, Andrew Bailey, um, former Angel, by the way, um, who really encouraged him to use his splitter more and more. And he's really started to use that splitter increasingly over the course of this season. And uh, that's what's been leading to such success of late. So that's exciting to see. Um, especially because you can use it against lefties and righties, as opposed to a changeup where you would typically only use that against um, opposite-handed hitters. Right. Yep. That's good. Um, there's some other relievers that were really good. Uh, I'm going to cover Luke Bard right now just because I don't want to miss him. Mm-hmm. He was incredible last week. Five innings, 15 batters, no hits, no walks, no runs, and he struck out eight. Yeah, I mean, he almost single-handedly won two Angels games. <laughs> right. Just by the virtue of soaking up those innings and then shutting them down. Yeah. Um, that was very impressive from him. Yep, he was solid. He was probably, uh, yeah, he's definitely the pitching performance of the week. Yeah, easily. Eight strikeouts. you can throw that many perfect innings and strike out eight. Eight strikeouts in five innings. And yeah. no, no runners. Right? That's very the, good. Yeah. Um, Ty Buttry is, was less broken last week. <laughs> yeah, that was nice to see. He didn't strike out anybody, which makes me think it's a fluke. Yeah. But 
That's true. Seven we'll, batters and not a single strikeout. We'll take it just for the fact of uh, him getting his confidence up. We'll take that. <laughs> mhm. And what do you think of uh, Keenan Middleton? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really see him pitch. I wonder if he had his velocity, um, because I would think that's the most important thing at this point. For him, it definitely is. But he's he's been really good this year. I don't have the season stats, but since he came back, which obviously hasn't been a lot of innings, uh, I believe he's been incredibly solid. I have it in front of me here. Um, seven innings pitched. Okay. Um, he has not given up any runs. I thought so. Wow. Okay. Um, a fielding independent pitching of 3.22, which is mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. good. Um, he hasn't struck s- struck in striked out that many <laughs> batters though um his strikeout rate per nine is 7.71 yeah okay which is pretty meh right now yeah um and then he's walking over five batters per nine which isn't great either oh yeah so I, w- I do wonder how hard he's throwing i wonder if i can find that that is interesting so um it's nice to see him come back and get some innings in before the year's over so that he can get some uh big league time before next year but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses next year. I'm seeing him throw 94 to 95. So it's which a little low. I'm hoping that he's just not, you know, expending 100% and he's, mm-hmm. you know. <coughs> Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, like like to see him back up in the upper 90s next year. Yeah, definitely with a full um, spring training. Hope so. Yeah. But we'll um, see. All right, any other guys we should cover? Um, I think that's it. Taylor Cole was good as well, but um, he didn't really strike out that many, um, similar to Buttry. Yeah, that's true. Eight batters okay. faced, and then just one strikeout, but no runs. So. Yep, one yeah. hit. Decent, uh, decent week for sure. Um, so we don't have any minor league guys to talk about because there are no more minor leagues. <laughs> Um, we do have the Arizona Fall League to talk about, which we didn't pre-discuss this, but um, we have some Angels playing in the Arizona Fall League, including Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele. Woo! I was going to pull out their stats. I don't know. Actually, I know they um, have both had some hits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't really honestly seen their recent stats, um, but they play on the Mesa Solar Sox. Mm-hmm. So I have their info right here. Cool. Here's their batting. Um, Brandon Marsh is 5 for 11. He is actually leading the Solar Sox in batting average with a 455 average. He's walked three times. He's stolen a base. Uh, I'd say he's off to a good start in the Fall League. That's awesome. He is incredible. He's a, he's a really good baseball player. He really is, and I know some people have said we should trade him because we have extra outfielders. I really want to see him in the outfield uh, with Trout. I'd love to see Adele and Marsh next to Trout in our outfield in a year or two. That would be amazing. Yeah, it really, it it would be incredible. Yeah. So, and speaking of Joe Adele, he has not had a great fall league so far. He has one for 19. Darn. With eight strikeouts. That is not fantastic. That's not great. How many games has that been? Maybe like five, six games? Uh, He's played, yeah, he's played in four games. 
Okay. Yep. So a small sample size, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Jemai Jones is also back in the Arizona Fall League. He has three for nine, which is decent, and a stolen base, a couple okay. of blocks. I have um, no I have no opinion on Jemai Jones anymore. <laughs> I am. I I hope he pulls it together, but you know, I I don't know. Yeah. He yeah. He had a really rough season, so. Uh, he had a great fall league last year, so I'm not sure how much stock to take in the fall league this year, um, because he did so well there last year, and then this season was just not good. Yeah. So I we're gonna have to wait and see. The the tough thing about fall league is for a lot of these guys, they've played such long seasons that mm-hmm. it's it's hard to assess how um, the fall league performance is by the stats itself. Oftentimes. You know, you actually need to be there and like actively scouting them to to have any sort of meaningful read on that particular player. Right. So, um, but yeah, three three for nine is solid. Yeah, <laughs> good start. <laughs> yeah, it's a good start for sure. Um, not going. Uh, the Angels have some pitchers in the fall league as well. Um, but I don't see much point in covering them because they've all only thrown like an inning or two, and that's not really enough data to to see what's going on there. So. Yeah, I think I won't go into their performances, but I believe uh, Austin Warren is one of the main um, Angels relievers that's worth talking about. Um, yeah. I think. All right, so he's actually had four point <laughs> one innings. Oh really? Okay. And five strikeouts and only one earned run, so that's pretty solid. Oh yeah, that that is pretty solid. I think um, I want to say that he broke out this year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to say that he's over six five, and a potential reliever. Um, you want to say, or he is? <laughs> in a, a potential meaningful reliever, I'll say that. Yeah, okay, that's Austin Warren. Um, yeah, he is six feet. Oh. So you must were have just been a little off. <laughs> thinking of something of someone else. <laughs> <You> must have been. <laughs> uh, he did break out this year, though. He had a 312 ERA in 57 innings with 77 strikeouts. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Yeah definitely good all right (laughs) i don't know much beyond that but yeah Yeah. uh so there's that we have um the upcoming week for the angels to talk about which is their last week of the 2019 season normally you would say boo but they've been kind of tough to watch lately i know we're gonna miss them uh a week from today we're recording this on a monday we're going to miss Angels baseball because in seven days we won't have it anymore. But it's, it's, it's sure been tough. In seven days, you can no longer complain about their performance. <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> you can <laughs> the past performance, anyway. Yeah, true. Uh, so this next week, this last week, coming up, they have two games against the A's. And who are fighting to maintain their wild card spot. They have the top one, but... And then four games against the Astros. Ooh. <laughs> what do we think of that? So tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, we'll probably post this on, uh, well, we're going to post this on Tuesday or Wednesday. You'll see when you hear this. Um, Homer Bailey versus Dylan Peters is actually not a terrible matchup. 
it's not. Um, I don't know how, how effective Homer Bailey has been, but I can't imagine he's been, you know, particularly particularly acy. Um, that's a word now. Acy. Well, <laughs> AC. <laughs> MLB.com has him doing his best to make sure he ends up on a potential postseason roster. So that tells you how he's been. Like a Better four or five ERA. I mean, he's he's all right, but he's probably he probably is fighting for. A roster spot and he might not he probably won't make the roster for the wild card game yeah probably not um i still think that's a loss for us <laughs> but <laughs> i think it'll be a lot closer than uh, one might expect uh it should and peters has had his moments of of being all right but then he's certainly been not so all right <laughs> yeah definitely i think uh P- dylan peters could go either way um We'll see. <laughs> uh, apparently, the Angels have been limiting his pitch count to around 65 pitches in his last two outings. I'm not sure if that's a new thing. And if it is, if they're concerned about arm damage, um, I don't know. I just think that's interesting that all of a sudden they're limiting him to 65 pitches. Yeah, I don't know why you would limit his pitch count when, you know, he's a he's effectively burst onto the scene and in spite of that he is not someone that you would build he you're not someone he's not someone that you would use to build an organization with so i don't know why they would limit his pitch count all of a sudden it it doesn't make any sense at all it's weird for sure um game two against the a's it's just a two-game series Uh, the a's haven't announced a pitcher and the Angels are putting Andrew Heaney on the mound for his last start of 2019. You know, there was a while there in July and August where he was thrown pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but his ERA has now ballooned to over five. And he has not looked that great lately. In fact, it says here he has a 9.31 ERA and four starts this month. Yikes. That is not good. So... Depending on who, well, it might not even matter who the A's have pitched. That doesn't look like a great matchup for the Angels. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, so that's probably a loss. Probably. Yeah. So that's that takes us to the Astros series, which starts on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know, all these games are at home. The Angels are done with the road games. So they at least have home field advantage for whatever that's worth. And if you want to, you know, get some cheap seats and help the Angels make it to 3 million attendance. <laughs> They're already there. They've probably already fake sold those tickets. <laughs> then you're more than welcome to, to do so. <laughs> I'm sure for some of these games, like Tuesday or Wednesday night, you can probably get like $2 tickets. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I, I went with Rick a few weeks ago um, and we went to the box office and, and bought them there. And we just asked for you know, tickets anywhere in the stadium. And they said, um, the, uh, the lady who's working the box office said, oh, just, uh, just the cheapest tickets. So it, it's something where a lot of people, basically, if they're going to go to the game, they just buy them last minute. <laughs> Tons of people do that. So yeah, that I'm makes sure, a lot of sense. Yep. I'm sure they expect that. <laughs> so the Astros have Wade Miley on th- Thursday, which normally I would say is not great, but the Angels just got to Wade Miley last time they faced them, right? If I remember That's correctly. Right. Yeah. Um, but they may not do that two times in a row. Um, he has had a rough September, though. He's recorded 
three or fewer outs in three of his last four starts and has a 22.09 ERA. Yikes. So we thought Heaney was bad in September. Look at Wade Miley. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Angels oh. don't have any other starters announced beyond that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the Astros on Friday have Jose Urquidy. I'm not sure how to say his name. I do not have a media pronunciation guide for the Astros. <laughs> uh, he's a rookie, and this will be a seventh start. So we'll see what happens there. Saturday and Sunday, the Astros do not have pitchers announced. I can't imagine it's going to be either Cole or Verlander because of playoffs starting next week, right? I would think... I'm not sure when the their series starts, actually. Yeah, I would assume that the Astros just call up some guys and just don't use their normal starters, I would assume. They might. We could see Granky. Oh, it's possible. Granky's probably their third best starter. I, I think so, yep. So they could line him up. So we need to know when the ALDS starts to see how far out, how their rotation would stack up, right? So mm -hmm. um, the postseason schedule has the ALDS starting not until Friday. Okay, that means we could get... Could I get assume Verlander might be the number one starter. Yeah. So they might... Yeah, they, it, might, they might have to pitch him on Saturday, right? Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I think they'll use Corbin Martin. Um, he's he's one of their bigger name prospects. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. Okay, all right. Well, this is going to be interesting series, um, both of them, to see how they shape up. Uh, yeah. The Angels have not lost ninety games since nineteen ninety nine, and wow. they are currently at eighty six wins. Turning back the clock. Look at that. <laughs> 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 My guess is they are not going to win more than two games this week. I'm actually going to put them at one and five, which which gives them a 71 and 91 record on the year. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that they do the impossible and they go three and three. Oh, <laughs> that is crazy talk. And I think... The Angels will Angels it up in the most Angelsy way possible. <laughs> All right, even if they go three and three, the last time they only won seventy three games was that would be a seventy three win season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that has never happened since Artie has been since Artie has owned the team. Wow, we we won seventy four games in twenty sixteen, right? Correct. So this would be, we're going to win probably 73 or less games this year. Yeah. I would say most likely is 72. Probably. Uh, yeah. 72 would probably be. But I'm, I'm feeling good about the Angels, you know, Angels, Angel, Angelsy, Angelsing <laughs> it up. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm going 72 and 90. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. On the season, not on the week, obviously. That's a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> they lost 90, 90 games in a, se in a week. Oh, that would be tiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah All was. right. So um, I hope everybody enjoys this last week of Angels baseball. 
until you can't see them again until, well, spring training, unless you don't watch spring training, which is just silly. <laughs> yeah, who who wouldn't watch spring training? I don't know. That's, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure most of the people who listen to this podcast are going to be excited for spring training. Yeah. <laughs> and ready for spring training. And I know I am already ready for spring training. If you so, made it this far good. in the podcast, you're a trooper. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have for this week, right? Yep. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. Thanks that's for joining us, everyone. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>